What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. You posted uh, in the Facebook group at first, tell me who you are and where you're located, and um, then we'll get into, I'll ask you some more questions about real estate. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Nathan Payne. I am currently in Salt Lake City, Utah. We got some mountains behind me and, uh, you know, by the highway. So that's kind of cool. You know, we got a cool, sweet office that we just moved into a little bit ago. Um, yeah, I've been doing real estate for almost four years now. Um, yeah, and we just I have a team of about six, seven people uh, you know, constantly growing and changing, you know, with the times and how, what's best for business. I mean, we, I'll just kind of give you a little nug right now. Like what, what we're doing, right. We've hired a lot of acquisitions people to work in our office and that's why we have an office, but we've recently started going virtual acquisitions. We're hiring people overseas and training them just like we would someone here locally, but we pay them like a third of what we would pay the acquisitions people in the United States because they're overseas They're uh, and they don't require less money. And they're just, I would say just as good and probably even more, not, not to hate on any of my guys. They just work harder. You know, they, 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 they grind and, and our experience with like acquisition people here in the United States is, you know, they just kind of, they get lazy a little bit. So anyway, we've been doing that. So that's been, that's been really fun. I, I don't know why I got off on that, but that's just something we've started doing recently, which is working very well. Well, that's awesome that you guys, it, you honestly answered my next couple of questions. So that just ramped me into saying like, so you've been doing this for four years. When did it start to really, you know, start building your team up? Was that like year two in the first year? <laughs> You know, I've I've had a my our journey, my journey as a real estate investor has been a, a straight roller coaster. Cause I, as soon as I got my first, second, third deal when I first started, I started trying to hire. <laughs> you know, is that something looking. you would you would recommend or not recommend? <laughs> you know, the learning experiences I got from it were great, but I, I think people hire too soon. They try to hire a, a role they don't understand, and then for so for example, we started. We got our first deal from cold calling. We were cold calling for like three months straight. Me and my business partner, we got a deal. Then I think we got a, you know, a couple weeks, a month or two after that, we got a bigger deal, which was like 18,000. So we took that money. We're like, okay, let's hire cold callers. We're tired of cold calling. And then we hired our friends to cold call and we, we, uh, we hired them for like $15 an hour, which is way too expensive, but we didn't know that. <laughs> And they didn't work, no offense, but they just didn't work that hard. And um, all that money was gone. So I think if unless you really understand the role and you uh, know how to, the SOPs, like if you understand the processes and systems behind it, it's okay to hire it out. But uh, I, I would recommend to not hire too soon because you'll, you'll, spend, you'll waste a lot of money. Okay, so when... Uh... So you started hiring those people or you hired those people. Then did you wait until, did you let them go and then wait a while before you started um, building that back up again? Yeah. So we actually ran out of money after um, we, okay. So my first six months of wholesaling, we made like $98,000 in our first six months, not knowing anything. Cause we just worked really hard and uh, that was good for us. Right. Uh, but so we, <laughs> we, we hired all our friends lost pretty much we paid ourselves and then we spent the rest in marketing and 
didn't make our money back. So we had to let those people go, start all over again, cold calling. And this time we started texting in 2019 or 2018. And um, yeah, so it was like hire bad made bad decisions and then we had to start over so it's been a lot of like trying to scale too fast and and learning from those experiences yeah no that's and honestly that sounds like a lot of people who are in real estate investing or entrepreneurs in general you're constantly learning and uh to those people who and i'm jumping the gun on this but to those who say uh who get analysis paralysis or are afraid of failing like something or going down and they're afraid they're going to get stuck. What would you say to them? I mean, that's been my business journey. Like I'm not, I'm not these, one of these guys, I'm not a guru, but I'm not like these guys who will just say like, yeah, it's easy. Like literally this, the reason why we're are, are successful now is because of all the failures we had. Like maybe if, even if you get a coach or a mentor, they can't stop you from all the mistakes. They can give you advice, but you know, in the end you, you have to uh, grow and learn yourself. So if you're stuck in analysis paralysis, my opinion is do get a coach, get someone that can kind of mentor and help you, but you don't be afraid of making uh, bad moves because it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah, no, I love that. And we'll get more into some, uh, I want to ask you more about your history of going through all the ups and downs and what you've learned. Um, but I'd love to hear you posted on our Facebook group about this deal. And I'd love for you to kind of walk us through that and um, just tell us, you know, from beginning to end, like how that kind of went. Yeah, so I posted that deal because it was our biggest deal yet. We got a, it was like a hundred ninety-seven thousand dollar check that we check that we received at closing. But I mean, it was a flip that we did, so we didn't we didn't profit one hundred ninety-seven because the repairs and the the hard money costs had to come out. So we made one hundred forty-five thousand dollars, and that was our biggest deal yet. Um, to this point, I mean, most of the wholesale deals we've done have been an average of like 27,000. That's like our average. Okay. Uh, but you know, sometimes you get the whales, right? You get the, the, the big, the big whoppers. So, um, what this deal was, is it was a cold calling, uh, lead. We got a, a, a lead from cold calling. We were calling, uh, one of the specific lists that we target in Salt Lake city, Utah. And, um, you know, the guy, uh, I think what happened is we called him and he didn't answer, but then we texted him and he was like, yeah, I'll meet with you guys. So I was training one of my acquisition reps, local reps at the time. And I, that's why I'm kind of, I told you earlier, like we're moving more towards, uh, like a virtual model, like overseas, just because it's just easier to scale and it's very expensive to hire, um, acquisition reps here in the states because they got to get paid more right right so anyway, i was training him at the time we went met with the seller you know we we toured the the, the process like that you go through you you meet the seller you introduce yourself you walk through the house you um you know you make comments you build a rapport then you sit down and you get down to the nitty-gritty you're like okay so if we can get you an offer that you like are you ready to make a decision and then you know i have a sales process where i present all the options to the seller i'm okay. never trying to push them to go with me or a cash offer. I'm mainly like, Hey, these are your options to sell your house. Which one are, is best for you? And then we found out for him, he wanted a quick close and, and to be done quickly. Uh, so we were able to negotiate a price and, um, you know, I even told him like, Hey, you know, you, this house is not in bad shape. You can list this thing. Like you can make more money than what we can provide you. And he's like, no, I know that. I think every seller knows that, but I just want to be done with it. Okay. So, 
we were like, okay, great. And we did a post possession. So we closed on it, let him stay in it for a month. So he would have time to move out. So that was kind of helpful for him. And then he moved out. And then we were going to originally wholesale the property, which is when you just buy it, clean it up and list it and don't really do anything to it. But with the way the market is right now, you know, we wanted to capture the full value. So, and we just had to do a couple things because the house was already in decent shape. So we just did the kitchen floor because the kitchen floor, um, this is like a 1900, like built in 1917. So the kitchen floor was like carpet still. So we just put, you know, nice counters, tops in the kitchen, new flooring. And we did a couple things, you know, it wasn't a very big flip and, you know, we were able to sell it uh, above asking price. Cause you know, the market's crazy right now. Oh, so. it's nuts. And I uh, can only imagine in Salt Lake city, what you guys are able to do out there. If you're, if your wholesale spreads are that much, I mean, here in Indy, our spreads are maybe like five, seven K. So yeah. I'll go for 27. <laughs> yeah, no, in Salt Lake, the spreads are big. Cause the property values, I think like there's nothing under $300,000 on the MLS right now. Um, oh so it's, it's like 300 K and up. Um, so yeah, the, the, the higher, the, the value of the home, the higher, the, the spreads on uh, wholesale fees. Now, was this your first, like, I know this was, um, you only did like kind of, uh, very simple flipping things to it. Was this your first time doing something like that? Like working with a contractor and stuff on a deal? Yeah. And pretty much every time before we've done a house, it's whole, we've wholetailed it. We've just, okay. we just clean it, carpet, paint, super easy. This one, we did a deck. We did oh, countertops, wow. kitchen. Uh, we added a, uh, some closets in the bedrooms, and uh, there was like a, a a big room in the back that was split. So we took the wall out and made it a big room, like okay. a big master. So it was like a twenty five thousand dollar rehab. But uh, yeah, so this is the biggest one we've done. But it wasn't at all like these guys that go top like top notch and they do the bathrooms and they do everything. We it wasn't like that. I always like to ask, how do you um, find the people you work with for that? Like the doing the countertops and the floors and things like that. Do you just find them at local networking events? Um, do you get referrals? How, cause some people ask like, I've been screwed over by this contractor and this contractor. Like mm -hmm. I don't know where to find good ones. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we, we have a large network where we can get people, but on this specific one, we use Thumbtack. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was really easy. We would just say the job we needed. I think I, I wasn't in charge of managing the people that for the flip, it was my dispositions manager. He said that th Thumbtack was good, but he had to get so many different people to do different jobs. It was kind of a hassle and he'd rather have like someone like in charge of getting the subs instead of him having to get each sub through Thumbtack. So it, it was useful because they, they, when they bid a job out or they accept a job, they get reviewed. So I think they want to do a good job. Okay. Um, yeah, so Thumbtack is a good option for like a light rehab. If you're doing like a full-blown one, it might be a little tougher to manage all those people, but that's that's what we used. I love that because actually uh, David uses Thumbtack. And so uh, yeah. you're like the second person. That I'm surprised I haven't heard about it more because he does make it seem like it's very easy, user-friendly to use and find people. Yeah, I just did um, I just did some in my house with Thumbtack. It, was, it wasn't bad either. So, I mean, they're they're pretty good. I love that. And um, so I'd love to dig in more of uh, how long have you been with Deal Machine then and how does Deal Machine um, work into your business model? And Deal Machine has helped us to get, uh, when we first started, when we were driving a lot more when I was doing it, um, yeah, we got a lot of deals from Deal Machine. I think our, our biggest um, 
one of our biggest deals when we started was like 46,000. Um, that oh was like, gosh. <laughs> yeah. From deal machine. I think we've done a lot actually, actually there was a, this was like two years ago. We've kind of stopped doing it, but we networked with a flyering company that would go flyer for companies. And I told yeah. the manager, I was like, Hey, if tell your team, any, any people, uh, any houses they see while they're flying, if they market with the app, um, you know, we'll pay them five, we said 5% uh, commission if uh, we buy the house. So we got like three properties from that. But uh, so that went well. Whoa. It's just a lot to manage. And I'm, I'm saying it can, it can work, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most consistent at like keeping the driving for dollars thing going, but it does work. Yeah, no, I think that that's great when you talked about like when you were starting out more, that was something that was something you could control and like you knew the properties then. Um, and I think that's super important and you can get drivers. Like you said, like you got that whole team. I think people need to know to utilize it with, uh, you know, even contractors that they're using, they drive around all the time and finding houses. Uh, you have a Zach booth out there. Do you not? Yeah. I don't know Zach personally, but I've seen him around and I know he does, does that thing. Okay. That's what I wondered. Uh, so, um, what would you say to someone who, uh, I know I asked about the analysis paralysis, but what big, from your experience, what are maybe like two or three lessons you learned that you feel like would help people uh, who are starting out in real estate investing that maybe they could uh, uh, avoid the mistake or, or things like that? Um, two or three. I mean, I think taking consistent action is more important than like massive like I don't want to say massive action because that's important too, but consistency is more important because like, let's say I get on the dialer. I'm brand new. I call for eight hours. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. For example, I can't, I can't handle any more cold calling if I went really hard, but am, will I be able to continue to do eight hours every day that week? Maybe not. Maybe I'm not built for that. So I'd rather be consistent at calling three hours a day, you know, than uh, just eight and then tiring yourself out. It's the same thing with, like making offers, um, you know, making, so that's number one is consistent action. Number two is you have to make offers every day. Cause that's how you buy real estate. Like you're not going to be able to get a deal unless you make a seller an offer. And everyone's kind of afraid to make an offer to someone, uh, because they feel like it might be too low, but y- you never know. I, I made an offer to a guy, um, like six months ago with, and I sent him an email and he just hit me up like two weeks ago and is like, Hey, I'm ready to sell my house now. And we've been negotiating all because I made a written offer um, that, and I left a paper trail, like email text. So that's why he's able to get back and hold me. I I forgot about him completely. You know, I, Oh, what I was going to ask, I actually was going back to your driving for dollars list and how you said that you guys just kind of keep running through it. Um, What does your follow-up process look like? Do you guys like hit a list like every month until literally they tell you to just F off or like even after that, do you keep hitting them or is it for a year? What does that look like for you guys? You know, that's a, that's a really good question. I'm not like a, in, super in charge of our marketing, but I know that we hit lists consistently. And then what, what we'll do is we'll re-skip trace them after maybe like six months Ooh. or a year just to get the data fresh again. Um, but yeah, like we don't, we don't stop. Uh, if someone says like, I'm going to call the police if you don't stop. Like, yeah, obviously we'll leave you alone. But <laughs> if they just say no, then it's like, okay, maybe, maybe later. Maybe six months from now. Yeah, things change. I mean, you never know. So we, 
if we pull a list, like we'll we'll continue to hit it. We'll just reskip trace it uh, again just to get the data fresh again. And I love that. Actually, I'm surprised you're actually the first person I heard that they reskip that you reskip trace it after six to a year, six months to a year, because that's actually just brilliant because everything changes. I mean, yeah, phone numbers change. Like a lot of lot of things change. Emails, all that stuff. So just to kind of explain what I do in my business. So I was doing a lot uh, until about like six months or eight months ago. I was doing the acquisitions of my business as the manager and and also the team. Like we were all doing it together. And my other business partner was running like marketing dispositions. But since we've grown, he's been able to take over uh, the whole business and run it. And now I've ventured into um, what's called Investor Thrive. It's our like coaching and mentorship. So I basically help people, um, you know, who are trying to get deals, how to scale their business, how to grow. Um, that's what I do. So he he runs the wholesaling business. I'm still part of it. And I run Investor Thrive. So I'm trying to grow my channel, collaborate, all that stuff. Um, that's That's what I'm trying to do. Well, definitely. Okay. Another thing to add to your list then to send me is send me, if there's a link up for people to get coaching with you, happy to promote that as well oh, for you. That. Coaching. Yeah. I'd love that. Cause I do a ton of stuff for free to help people. Cause, um, I want to give back. So I have like a, a Facebook group that's a, it's called mm -hmm. the wholesaling real estate mastermind. And it's it has like free coaching in there where we do like calls every day that people can like tune into and learn how to improve. Um, and they have like, like free courses and stuff like that. And they have a discord channel that's has like 250 wholesalers in it or p investors, which we give away a lot of stuff too. So I'm just growing a community and that's kind of like how I'm giving back. And then people that want to work with me one-on-one -on -one can, can join our mastermind mentorship. And I appreciate that. You know what? It always, I can tell who are good people um, in this industry and you're good people. Cause a lot of people, you're very transparent with your sellers, which I love. And you want to give back. And I feel like everyone who's in a very giving heart in this industry always like just succeed and do well. Well, I'll tell you that the, when my business started taking off <clears throat> is when I stopped looking at other investors and agents and people as like competition. Mm -hmm. And when I started looking at everyone as like, how we could help each other like benefit like uh, brandon simmons i don't know if you know who that is but i i did a mentorship with him and sean terry and brandon uh was like hey you you should start joint venturing you should start jving with people um to to bring in more to do more business and that's when i started realizing like hey we can do a tons of deals together right um and help each other out like we we did a deal um for like fifty thousand dollars on a jv deal which like helped our company a ton um you know, in that, that time. And, and it's be, and then I was like, dang, like we really like we're, we're not competition. Like we, we need to help each other grow. So since then we've been, it's been great. Well, you sound like you're already building and have a great community already established. Like if you have over 200 on discord and then you have your Facebook group, like that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're not all paying yet. Right. But, <laughs> <it's not. laughs> but they're in there and they're, I'm trying to provide value. And then, like I said, if they want to join, uh, like the mastermind mentorship where we actually individually like help you out, like that's, that's the goal, right?